Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Week 11. Bear, I don't really do this, but I'm going to do it today. 6-0 and on the column last week combined for you <laughs> and your boy. It's not going to happen again probably this year, so I just want to let people know. Our picks always on the chalk section, ESPN.com, undefeated. Last week felt good, felt great uh, being in Madison and then, you know, obviously watching uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game and then Alabama-LSU and Clemson-Notre Dame are on the TVs and I checked the Florida State score and I see 31-3 at the half. Finally, a, a an easy win to, to cap off an undefeated week. Uh, congrats to you, sir, on your picks also. Thank you. You want me to give you a little little six and oh, six and oh, six and oh, a little a little, a little stew finer uh, uh, excitement about the about the week. Yeah, I my, do. Uh, I I appreciate Kirk Herbstreit. Shout out to the column uh, on yes. college game day. Yes, uh, that was last Saturday. Yes, Not sure that, if he that, could find it, but uh, um, I do appreciate him mentioning it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's zero chance he's clicking and reading all of that information. But yeah, that was in reaction to. The fact that seemingly every week I talk myself by the time I write the column on Wednesday night, by the time I get to Saturday morning, I, for some reason, I no longer want to pick the games that I liked earlier in the week. And like by the time I get to Friday, I like, oh, this game might be better. So I'm doing a terrible job of selecting the games to put on the board. If you, if you look at like, but no one wants to hear it. So, but, no. but, but yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, it's borderline comical right now. It's what we have pride in the column, the podcast, Correct. and before, uh, before anything else, before anything else, yeah, it was the column and the pod. Correct, and uh, that's what we'll go off. Let's go with our picks now. Now, and then I do want to talk a little rankings and yeah. scenarios. I think that it's actually going to come up in some of these picks because I am. I've been waiting all week to talk to you about it uh, since the rankings came out because I have some feelings. Uh, that I I just need to get out there. Uh, let's just go to the column though. You're we I think we both have three picks this week. Uh, your first pick. Go ahead. Uh, and it was one of the teams that you just mentioned a little bit ago uh, about um, Clemson and Notre Dame last week and having Florida State with an easy win. Like normally, this would be a spot where I would be all in to back Clemson. You mm-hmm. see what I did there? A little all, all in to, to back gotcha. Clemson. I just wanted to make sure. Well, it wasn't too early in the morning and that one went over your head because I'm a comedian apparently these days. But I don't know how either quarterback has any confidence right now. I, I, it's a, you're bringing Klubnik and he throws a pick. Uh, DJ's had, had issues now. Louisville surprised me this year with how well the, the defense has played. They've won four in a row. This might be a situation where, where Clemson wins but I don't think it's going to be easy at all. Like, it's a very, very tricky spot, I think, for, for, for Clemson uh, coming off of that week. And you just look at the way I think the, the gap is closed dramatically in the ACC. If you go back to the last five ACC home games, this is the fourth time Clemson's been a single-digit favorite now. And prior to this run, they were a double-digit favorite in 22 straight ACC home games. So clearly the, the, the gap is closed. This is not the Clemson team of, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is not that. 
give Louisville a good chance, but I, I would um I would suggest taking Louisville plus the seven. Okay, I like it. Uh, not no idea what to see with that Clemson team. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I'm going to go with Army and Troy. I'm reading into this, listening uh, to different things about this. Uh, Coach Summerall and his staff have done a great job at Troy, and I heard him talking this week. I'm, I'm mentioning about his staff he assembled, and he has two guys that coached at Army the last couple of years, uh, defensive line coach Eric McDaniel and his defense coordinator, Shea Wood, was a co-defensive coordinator at Army the last two years. And then you look farther into the the the, the resume of Wood. He played at Wofford, who's a team that was, you know, renowned for their option football, you know, worked there for seven years, played there for four years. So I think Troy is going to be well prepared for this Army offense. I, I I get it. It's not the past teams that Munkin has had. I don't care. It's still Army football. And on top of that, Army's getting their you know ball back together. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That clock's going to be running. I'm going to go under. The, the, the number surprised me at how high it is. Uh, I thought it was going to be low 40s. It's 46. So I'm going to go under Army and Troy. I, I, I like that pick a lot because, I mean, you're not going to get a ton of possessions. This is a Troy team that is really – I think a lot of their offense is generated from turnovers and points off turnovers. I don't think you're going to get that from me. I mentioned the other night on Daily Wager with you when you put this in your triple option that I like this pick. So uh, I, I'm on board with you there. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of other uh, short favorites. And, yeah. yeah All yeah, right. Look, we, we hit yeah, on – I'm Kansas. interested. Yeah, we, we hit on Kansas last week. Yep. And how we were really were rooting for them to get to six wins. They deserve to go to a bowl and that we liked them last week. It was the most obvious uh, potential game to get a win. And they got it. And you saw the celebration afterwards. It was like winning the Super Bowl, tear down the goalpost. And I just think it's going to be hard to they, – they achieved their goal of getting to a bowl. And now you're going to Lubbock. Tech has already blown out West Virginia there. They've beaten Texas there. They've had a couple of tough losses on the road the last couple of weeks as well. This feels like a spot to really fade Kansas as Texas Tech needs two wins to get bowl eligible. And you would think that one of them would be this week and then potentially another one uh, would be either against Iowa State or Oklahoma. But this feels like a must-win type of game if the Red Raiders are to get to a bowl. But I think uh, I think Tech's the right side here in three and a half. I'm, I'm not worried about laying laying that extra hook there. I, th- I think this game probably be decided by a little bit bigger than that. Two awesome stories. And when people will talk about this later on, we'll talk about the big 12 and the balance and the strength of that conference. These two teams are the reason I think so highly of this conference this year, knowing that they're not pushovers. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up to see what happens there. I was with you uh, on Kansas last week and the feelings going into that. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be a good one to see uh, with the people down in, in Lubbock, uh, interesting for sure. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go to a Friday night game. It's late. Uh, we're probably not gonna see the end of it, knowing how late these things have been getting over, which is gonna be tough because I always like to go to bed knowing whether I got a winner or a loser, even though it's usually a loser on the weeknight games. It just works out. But I can't I can't stop and and not look at this game and not take my man Jake Hayner. Uh, I think Fresno State's got it back. I know it was Hawaii. 
but the offense looked really back to normal uh, after a sluggish week against San Diego State the week before, and we know that before that he was out multiple weeks with that leg injury. But we're running out of chances to bet on my man, and I love the kid. Um, I've talked about how much I think of him. You've watched him. You think the world of him. I'm dying to see what happens to him in the draft um, and, and where a uh, situation possibly he could fall into that I I, I, I don't, I'll, I'll never doubt the kid, uh, but it's Fresno state and uh, they're laying nine and a half last night when I released the column uh, or I put, submitted my column at around two 30 Eastern. Thanks to uh, Good for Le- you. LeBron, uh, LeBron. Yeah, I saw the you game. her last night, didn't he? Yeah. I had to redo the A's. Uh, last night in a rear show. That was fun. So, um, yeah, it was good times. But uh, Fresno State, lane nine and a half in, at UNLV. I just feel like these two teams are going opposite directions. Uh, I think Fresno State's a superior team. So, uh, hopefully they don't get distracted by the lights in the big city and the strip and all that and, and playing at the Big Al. But uh, I'll take Fresno State minus nine and a half against UNLV. Yeah, got, got to keep staying way off the strip. Don't, don't even yes. – don't even- don't even be tempted by seeing those lights. Have them send, stay way out and <laughs> by, by Fort and Baugh and Henderson or somewhere. Yeah. Else. Keep them far away. Way out. And then and the, the other one that, that I have in the column threw in there for the triple option on wager this week was uh, Wake Forest laying three and a half against North Carolina. Uh, again, similar to, I guess, Texas Tech in a, in a bit. Wake has just vomited on themselves the last couple mm. of weeks. 11 turnovers. Hartman's been terrible. Road losses. And now you come home against the 117th ranked uh, team in the country in terms of defensive efficiency. They should find the the, the going much easier uh, against that defense. And I still like Carolina moving forward to get to the ACC championship game. I still like them to have a chance to beat Clemson in the ACC championship mm-hmm. game. I've got receipts to to prove my my, my belief in UNC. Uh, May is certainly in the mix to be invited to New York and but not win the Heisman. But I just don't like the spot here for uh, for UNC with Wake coming home off of a couple of brutal, fluky, turnover riddled performances. I think this is a one of those back and forth, ridiculously high scoring type games that ultimately Wake winds up winning by about a touchdown. Yeah, I was thinking about this game, just looking at the context of it all, and early this year when we didn't know much about Clemson, I was impressed because they got the offense against Wake and, and out you know outscored them in this game. And we still are going to measure everybody in this conference to Clemson. So if North Carolina, I still think they're underranked. They should be ranked higher with that record. Prove to me that you're worthy of a higher ranking and go and win this game. Clemson did it. Now you're superior offensively. You know, you talked about Wake's struggles. You got them right where you want them. A big game for Carolina to prove me uh, something here. How important is a win for Sam, uh, for, Sam for uh, Drake May here for his Heisman campaign? You think can he? Can, will will a, will a forty nine forty two loss be okay in the eyes of the voters? Do you think? Uh, I don't. I think, think it's tough. I think a win is huge for him here. Tough. I think I think he's got to win, and they got to win the AC. Now, if, if they lose 49-42 and he balls out, and then they wind up winning the ACC over Clemson, and he's great, and me, the, the problem's going to be is you, you got CJ Stroud still, and I don't know what would happen if Michigan wins. How the view the voters would view Quorum if Michigan's undefeated? Yeah, 
I think he's got a little of that going against him. I, I do think that I do think he has to win, whether that's right or wrong. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I do. Uh, knowing that quarterbacks, especially, uh, get the you know record attached to them. But those are the two guys you mentioned. It's funny that you mentioned Corum. Those are, I was asked on a radio show this week outside the box. What do you think? That's who I thought. Drake May and Blake Corum. Those are the two guys. Uh, that that come to mind when you're thinking about a long shot that still have some games to be played, I think that are going to be of, of vast importance. Uh, my last pick in the column is Baylor. Uh, they're laying two and a half at home. I talked about them last week. I love the situation for them against Oklahoma. You know, I thought they were a better team on both sides. That offense continues to score. Grimes is a guy that I, I would be shocked if he's not a head coach next year. And Everybody's going to point that they host TCU next week, but I look at them ascending in the right time of the season in Kansas State. Maybe they've hit their peak, and I think Aranda will be, you know, have that defense, you know, coached up, fired up, and ready to go, knowing what's at stake down the road. Uh, you know, they already have the three losses and get the win against Oklahoma on the road. So they come back home. I expect a good effort out of Baylor. That offense has been really good, uh, averaging 39 and a half in the last four games against conference opponents. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Baylor. They got me there last week. So I recency bias, whatever you want to call it. I just like what they have. I like what they bring to the table. They got good balance. I think the defense is going to get better. And uh, I trust the Miranda. So I'm going to take Baylor there. Yeah, the TCU game doesn't mean anything if, if they don't win this week. Yeah. So, yeah yep. they, they, they truly, it truly is the the cliche next game one week at a time type of deal like for 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 Baylor. I, I can get with you there. All right. Let's talk some scenarios because this is what I talked about watching you on the show with the guys after the rankings come out. And it's funny to me how I feel like I'm on an island because everybody is penciling in LSU to the SEC title game, and I just can't get there yet. I think they have two enormously weird games left on the schedule that they have to win. And the first one, this line reeks the most of any line, I think, this season. And now we even have a sponsor for it. The line that smells the worst this week is our mayhem moment. And this mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. So that line with the mayhem moment is LSU minus three in Fayetteville. Or no, nine, three and a half. Three and a half now. So I think that might be get more people on board. I know Arkansas is going to be in winners tonight. But you, you touched obvious? on this. <laughs> I... I I thought so. That's why I didn't put it in the column, but I could easily see myself taking Arkansas plus three and a half. So here's what I'm saying with with LSU. I mean, good Lord, there's not going to be a bad word said about them in that since since Saturday night happened. And I just feel like this game has gotten them in years past when they have lost to, to Bama in overtime games. And then Arkansas, they've had to go to Arkansas and I feel like Arkansas always gets up. We got the boot, right? This is the boot boot trophy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So is KJ healthy? I don't think he's been healthy, but I just, there's no way I could bet LSU here because I still think these two games, they have Arkansas and A&M both on the road, and I feel 
I just I'm not there yet. I just feel like there's so much youth on LSU's team. They could be reading those press clippings this week, getting all the texts and, and love on social media from everybody. And then you come into a hungry crowd. You know the Arkansas crowd is going to be fired up for LSU coming into town. This is why this line reeks. It should be LSU giving more. Um I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the model. I don't know what the model says. Don't my line would be. So I would think it would be more than this, but I, the only way I could go here is Arkansas um, on this side of the game. Yeah. I want no part of this game. Um, I want no part of the Texas TCU game. I guess they, they, they both stand out mm-hmm. as one way, one way, obvious traffic situations where People are going to see, oh, yeah, LSU, they'll, they'll regress after last week. There's no way they'll be able to come back. Oh, the TCU's a ranked undefeated underdog, the number four. I got to take them. So any games like this, I, w- I want no part. I'm going to totally stay away. Maybe Arkansas just is what they – like maybe maybe, maybe. What they are. I yeah. mean, it could, like maybe, maybe the injuries are a little bit of a crutch and, and kind of try to take some pressure and some of the – spotlight but try and cover up some of the deficiencies uh, that, that they actually have I, I don't know I don't know I again it feels too obvious but I, I will say this how I mean the LSU game LSU Arkansas and Ole Miss Alabama are connected like I don't know how you could play Ole Miss Alabama before knowing the result of LSU Ole Miss we, we because if LSU wins the SEC West is over. Like Alabama's got no shot. And how do they respond to that, knowing that they're not really playing for, for anything by Alabama's Alabama standards playing for an SEC title and national title? And knowing that there's nothing to play for, like how do they how do they react? I mean, is Bryce's shoulder healthy? I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna shut it down this week, but at the same time, it's got to be a little bit of feeling of disappointment if they take the field, knowing that LSU has gone out there taking care of business, and by all intensive means, their national title hopes and their SEC title hopes are efficient. I mean, if they're not already done mathematically, I know there's whatever percent chance that LSU loses out and they went out and they have a chance, but uh, the, the realization that it happens, uh, we, we'll we'll see. So I, I think playing those, playing certainly the Alabama game before knowing the LSU game is tricky. And again, I'm like I. Can't can't play the I can't play the LSU game right now either. It's just just looks too too obvious. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that one pass. The best the biggest advantage that we have is people who like to bet on games is we don't need to bet everyone. They have Correct. to put a number on everyone, but we don't need to bet everyone. So I'm gonna exercise my right to pass on this one. <laughs> All right. You mentioned Bama Ole Miss, and I really want to take Bama. Uh, but when I look at it, being on the road. Double digits. This is a different team from Bama uh, past teams. And the other thing is Bama's defense on the road in conference play. Every team, this is going to be their fourth game. LSU ran for 185 yards, averaged over five yards a carry. Tennessee ran for 182 yards. Arkansas ran for 187 yards. I just, I think Bama's defense matches up uh, better against Ole Miss. And when I look at Ole Miss, what's their best win? Troy, Kentucky at home. That wasn't convincing. They, they, so, they, they don't have one. No, going to A and I mean, what's that? And that that's that's why I'm I'm kind of upset seeing the Pac-12 teams behind Ole Miss because it's just not there. The resume. I mean, credit to them for getting here with only one loss. I thought they 
the, the schedule to start the season was as easy as could be. And Lane did a great job fixing in the transfers. True freshman Judkins has been unbelievable. And that's what this matchup comes down to me. Can they slow him down? He reads freshmen in every rushing category there is. And I still think, you know, people talk about Bryce Young against the Ole Miss defense. I think Alabama is going to score no problem. So that's why I lean towards um, Alabama plus uh, minus the points. I do look at the over, but it keeps rising. Uh, I think last I saw it was over 65 or 64 and a half now. So you touched on it, though. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. Back in 99, we sort of had the same deal. We lost at Washington. And Washington played UCLA in the Rose Bowl that I've talked about in years past or mm-hmm. earlier this year when they when those two teams played. And I'll never forget the game. So we leave the hotel, and it's a tie game like at half. And if Washington loses, we control our own destiny to go to the, to the Rose Bowl with the only – you know, we played Arizona State that night. But Arizona State had an outside shot too. So Snyder was still coaching for Arizona State. And nowhere, I mean, this is 99. This is beginning of cell phones, way at the beginning. Not one time during the game was the score mentioned of UCLA and Washington. And then sure <laughs> enough, we go up 20 in the fourth quarter. And, you know, a couple of our alums are coming down to the sideline. And they're like, UCLA beat Washington. And it was, you talk about a good feeling knowing that we had an arch rival in Cal to beat. And then we were going to the Rose Bowl. It was I'll never forget those moments, you know, just just looking at guys and, you know, faces in the eyes and knowing how down we were a week ago at that point. And then, you know, looking at each other, be like, we got it back. We we got a chance at this thing. So Alabama, that that could be that could be a lift that they get. And, you know, Ole Miss in lane. If LSU wins that game, he's going to be pumping that score in the scoreboard <laughs> all, all in every facet. He might even do a score himself uh, on the halftime interview if he can, knowing uh, he wants Alabama. But I looked at the instances of this game, and I, I can't help but think, I'm sure you guys will do it on game day. He was a double-digit dog in 2009 at Tennessee. That's the Mount Cody game. He's right yep. there. They yep. lose by three. 2020. They were a 23-and-a-half-point dog against that Mac Jones team, and and Ole Miss ran for 268 yards. They end up losing 63-48, but they cover that number. Can he get it done? We shall see. Uh, I do have Lane Kiffin, 1-11 on the field as a double-digit underdog, 0-3 at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is 1-7 at home versus Alabama under Nick Saban. So there's plenty to play for here for Ole Miss. I just I'm not there with Jackson Dart, and I, I still like the the personnel of Alabama. Um, in my, in watching that tape back, man, if they score and go up seven nothing on that first drive, I think that's a totally different game uh, in Baton Rouge last week. But the other one, uh, obviously, Prime, you'll be there for TCU at 18 Texas. Uh, our guy J Mac and I had a nugget. Uh, we came up with. Uh, bear for this one since 1980. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the 12th time that a top four team in the AP poll has been a seven point underdog in a November game. The previous 11 teams are two and nine on the field. Do you know who the two are that won? Read the qualifier again now. Since 1980, this All is right. the 12th time 
that a top four team in the AP poll has been a seven point underdog in a November game. They're two historic games. Florida State, no Notre Dame. Bingo. You're the best. And uh, the uh, Tennessee, Florida. Or was that December? No, that was, uh, yeah, that, that was not a quality. Tennessee, one. Florida, one was December. Okay. Um, what am I missing? Nine, uh, uh, Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. Oh, okay. Kick six. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, those, just those two moments, you know, the, the ward, the ward incompletion and the kick six. I just, we're trying to get that in the, in the show tonight, uh, just for the video purposes. I mean, you just, to, to have that stat, I thought was remarkable. And then he told me what the two were. I'm like, wow, that's because that was my first question to him. When we're trying to think about things, you know, doing our, our Stanford education segment, is you know I just I need to know the lot you know these circumstances because I know it's happened right. you know but now with the playoff rankings and the AP I was like I know it probably will get drowned because now we're just talking playoff rankings and you know it's not old but yeah since 1980 it's 12 times previous 11 or two and nine can TCU overcome this I as far as the matchup I I really look at Texas's offense here because I think this is the best run game uh, I haven't checked all the numbers. And, and what Bijan and, and Roshan bring to the table as far as a run game. And what I really think helps Texas in this spot, I think those guys getting going really opens up some throws for yours. And I, I'm not going to doubt Duggan. I'm not going to doubt Sonny Dykes. I still think in my office pools, I'm going to take TCU plus the points because I do think it's a field goal game. And when you look at the makeup of these two teams, TCU falling behind every game. Come back and win. Texas gets a big lead and gives it up. So something's got to give when you look at those two teams in those circumstances. Yeah, yeah, that was something that Greg McElroy and I were talking about as well. About how I was just talking with him about how I, I just can't be. I, how can you trust Texas laying this big of a number, knowing how many big leads that they've blown, and how do you trust TCU's defense? And certainly, if they get on the road and they fall behind, can they come back? And that's why he actually. He actually is going to wind up uh, suggesting playing where he may play just Texas first half. And I think that makes a lot of sense based on like what that. we've seen from these, uh, from these two teams this year. But yeah, I, I, I can't play the game. It just, it's just, it's just too, it, like, I, like I said, it's too obvious that mo- most casual people will be on TC. Like if I play, if I had to play it, I lay the points with Texas just because I have a TCU big 12 ticket and just to be contrarian, I, I would go that way, but that's not really helping anybody out. But I, I have something for your Stanford, uh, your Stanford education, if, if you'd like it. Okay. But did you know that since the start of 2019, Stanford has the same record as Colorado, 14 and 25, and the only teams with the worst winning percentage in that span are Nebraska, Northwestern, Rutgers, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Arizona, and Vandy. Would you like me to rewrite that for you? Um, yeah, you could just text that to me. Okay. I will. Uh, yeah, it's it's been... You can send that around your alumni chains. Minus the first half this year against Colgate, Stanford is getting outscored 170 to 70 in the first half. It's not good. No. I think they scored a bunch against USC, which 
is not surprising now looking at USC. All right, let's get to an exciting game uh, that does have some meaning. What do you think about UCF and Tulane? I like Tulane in this Me game. Me too. I, I, I just love the way, how well-coached they are. They, they, they don't commit dumb dumb penalties. Just They, they go out. I think the excitement of the, the biggest home game in years – uh, Anderson and, and, and those guys, I, I like. I mean, I think uh, Plumley and UCF and the Gus Bus will get all the the recognition and, and and the hype coming into this game. Short dog on the road, so I, I think a lot a lot of people might be on them. But I, I like Tulane in this spot. I, I think they go out and I think they play well. I think they win the game. First time they're a favorite versus a ranked team since or in sixty nine games. They've lost sixty straight. Versus AP ranked opponents, so longest active streak. Uh, that's that. That's Tulane talking. But I'm with you. I, I think they're uh, more sound. The defense has been good. Uh, what it are they? Like an athletic career question, by the way. There you go. There you go. Um, they're 11th in FBS in, in points per game, giving up 16.9, and they only give up 307 yards per game. That's 16th in FBS. Also, Pratt's been good. Only one pick since the Southern Miss loss. Um, and he's got a he's got a better QBR than you know big names of uh Ungalale, Will Levis, Aiden O'Connell. So I I I think Tulane's the only side here. I I'm I'm fired up to see them. Uh I just I look at what they built up to all Which year. Which game day was there? But that's that's a different story. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I don't think anyone's it's fine. Yeah, we'll be all right. They'll, they're still partying from last week in Baton Rouge. They'll be they'll be all right. But uh, no, it's good. Dynasty, which uniforms they come out with because they have some spectacular combinations. Uh, what else do we want to get to? You want to talk rankings or any other games out there you want to? Uh, we got a great hate bowl. We got the dirty turfs going up to state oh, college. Yeah. And they do oh, not yeah. like each other. So this line's come down 12 to 10. Being in Madison, just the effort was not great for Maryland last week. The players uh, just – when you see it's it was amazing being there, Bear. I literally – the captains go off for the coin toss. They come back. Special teams huddle on the sidelines, and then, boom, it just starts raining sideways. And then right there, the first series, Maryland goes off, puts their parkas on. Wisconsin guys come off, and they're just looking up at the sky like, bring me more rain. Bring more rain. <laughs> And uh, that game was over. Good, good game to have the under and be live at. And nothing better than being at a game and having the under live, and it's right in front of you. Uh, yeah, let's let's just talk the rankings quick because I I feel like we're on different sides. It's just the the persona of Tennessee right now and the idea of them. Uh, we talked yesterday on Daily Wager. What was it? Minus two forty. Yes, they make the playoff. Yes. And my my side. Uh, I'll say this. I just can't lay that price when they're not in complete control of their own destiny. And I know you, you're going to say what you want to say, but that's that's why I wouldn't lay that price. And you could go into the past thing, but that, that's why I'm not um, I'm not taking that. But please explain why you are. No, I, I just think the committee has shown where they are this week. Really respects what they've done mm. when at LSU and the win versus Alabama. I, I get your side of it. This is not a an absolutes argument at all. I mean both mm. both sides of the argument have a ton of merit. But I, I just think if there's 
I guess ultimately the way I see the season playing out is that TCU is going to lose. Ohio State is going to beat Michigan. Georgia will win the SEC. So LSU or Alabama will pick up another loss. And I think or you're going to get a one-loss Pac-12 champ. So I, I honestly think this thing is going to play out where you get Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and then the, the Pac-12 winner. That's how I think it's going to play out. Wow. But, but, but I think, I mean, look, I get it. I mean, it, the, 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 the ridiculous thing is like what happens if LSU does that's, win, out, win the SEC? That's the, that's the million-dollar question. How do they huh. – how do you I mean? How do you treat a two-loss LSU champion? Do you treat them like you did Penn State in 2016, and they're not in? When Penn State beat Ohio State during the season, won the Big Ten, didn't get in. They should have gotten in, but they didn't. Yeah. Or 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 do you do you put them in there as a two-loss SEC champ, and you have Georgia in there as well, and you don't put Tennessee, the team that beat LSU by four touchdowns on their home field, in? That's rough, man. Yeah. I mean, it to be some. It's going to be interesting to see how this, how this whole thing plays out. That so could you, would you parlay Tennessee and Oregon making the playoff to balance it I don't out? Think, I don't think you can. I, I, I don't know if you, I don't know. I don't think you can parlay those results. I'm not. I'm not sure. But I would take. I would certainly. Earlier in the week, uh, Oregon was plus five hundred to make the playoff. Yeah, and, just- I, and I and I played that because if nothing else. As long as they get to the Pac-12 championship game, which is no given, they got to beat Washington, they got to beat Oregon State, and they, and they got to beat Utah. It's giving them trouble the last few times they play, but at the same time, this isn't the same Utah team of, of the past. Like even if they get to the Pac-12 title game, and you hold them plus five hundred, and it's probably a a winning in deal. Oh, like they, man. You just place it back on the other side, you can lock yourself lock yourself up with profit. I mean, obviously, I think some people feel differently. About Oregon off of the 40-something point loss to, to, to Georgia. Now, look, I know win the game, fine, don't lose by 40. But at the same time, they could have played Utah State or Portland State or Idaho and been undefeated right now, and they'd probably be at least four, if not like maybe three. Who knows? But like it, it, the zero in the loss column would have a, a massive different in perception when, when in reality the fact that they actually chose to go to go to go to Atlanta play the defending national champions there and play that game. People want to see these big games. It can't just be a situation where it only matters if you win. The fact that you chose to play that game and take, instead of playing uh, a guarantee game, it's got to matter at some point. Did, did, but the crazy thing is like this staff and every, they didn't choose to play the game. It was, it was set. Right, exactly. like, you know, that's what's crazy about the scheduling. Yeah, when Atlanta, you factor it in. Game number one, your former team in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, because Oregon's loss to Georgia and Tennessee's loss to Georgia are completely the same to me. I watched both games. I went back and watched them both. You just said I don't care about the score. As long as you watched. Yeah. The perception of 27-13 is going to play a lot different than 49-3 or whatever it was. But that game Saturday was not close. No, no, not, 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 no. I, I actually almost thought about changing the channel. Uh, but when I, but then when, if you get to the end here and Tennessee's sitting there with one loss with wins over LSU and Bama and Oregon is sitting there with a loss to Georgia and wins over Utah, UCLA, USC, 
Man, that's that's a tough argument. And and Oregon's gonna have the kicker a conference championship. I think right. that's 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 a huge I see if I'm Tennessee, I don't want to be compared to them. I mean you so that's gonna be what 13, 12 or thirteen straight wins. For Oregon? Yeah. It, it would it would be it would be 12. uh twelve straight. Maybe yeah, twelve and one. That's and and when I go back and think about the Penn State Ohio State deal in in what was that sixteen with Barkley and, and yep. Gasecki, you know, I was on the field for that Big Ten game, and I, I had I remember we had we rode Penn State at the end of that year, um, yeah. and I'm like this they're not going to get in and they deserve it, and I and yeah. I know it came back to a loss against Michigan who was a team that wasn't even involved in anything, and of course the pit loss early in the year which was still mind blowing when you think about that. And again, that's the thing too. They chose to play pick. Correct. Who, but when who I was look, eight or nine, I think that year, like they they could have played Akron or Youngstown State. And I just think about if those roles were flipped, and it was Ohio State who was red hot, two losses, wins the Big Ten, and Penn State was the one loss. I think that stuff matters. I really do. So I still think, and that's what I think TCU's problem is. If that's Texas or or Oklahoma with TCU's resume this year, they're two or three. No. Doubt about, and they and they they would have been there already. You know, it wouldn't be their first week in the top four. I know that uh, for sure. Yeah, point to 2014 as well. Yeah, but 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 it's it's going to be so interesting because I think there's so many different ways to rank these teams and view the rankings, and and that's why I kind of said a couple of weeks ago what I did about how they kind of what I said like they kind of make it up as they go along. They're not making up new things. They're just like they're making up what one they're going to, what criteria they're going to prioritize over one team or another. Like the Ohio State Michigan game could be a classic game, yeah. and it could be a field goal game. And I'm, I'm only going to say this because it's I'll, I'll, the, I think the better comparison would be Michigan. Say Ohio State beats Michigan by a field goal, yep. and it's a great game. Like I think football judgment wise. I think a lot of people would say Michigan is better than TCU or maybe Tennessee or maybe Oregon. But how are you going to view them not having a conference title and a horrible non-conference where they bought their way out of the UCLA game to play Hawaii? They played what Hawaii, Colorado State, and UConn. Terrible teams in in the non-conference. Like, how will the committee view that as opposed against an Oregon who chose to play Georgia? Like, these are the conversations I'd love to have and I'd love to be a part of in that room because I'm so curious how they would play out. Because Reese brings this up all the time. There's the football judgment part, which I totally get. And hey, if you want to say just best four, by all means, go for it. I'm all for that. But as we've known and as we've seen, it typically isn't the best four. And there are certain criteria. In conference titles, which really doesn't mean anything in terms of who's better, but ultimately that matters to the committee. And that's why you and I have gone back and forth all these years. I've I've been a resume, body of work, most deserving, and you've said, you know, best team. And I get it, but, like, that's why it's so – people love to argue about because what is it? What yep. What is it? And, you know, it, man, there is there is absolutely plenty of play. What – do you imagine – what was it? 2006 was the that was Ohio State, Michigan, right? The crazy yes. game. Yep. And imagine if that. How where, do you have? Can you pull that up? What Michigan finished? How like how close it was? Because Florida had what one loss? 
Yeah, Florida had the loss at Auburn. That's it. And Michigan had the loss because that. Was, oh yeah, you know what? That's no Big Ten title game too. I can't forget about that. Because you could make an argument; those were the two. You know, by the numbers, they those were the two best teams. Were they? Were they one and two? Yeah, going into that game, right? Remember, remember Gary Gary Danielson beating on the on the drum for uh, for Florida, and the only reason we were we were backing um, Michigan was because Michigan was it was ABC and for like Florida and CBS like that was the, oh. the whole the whole narrative that year. Mm. Uh, let's see, BC, let's see if we put 2016. I see Michigan three. Yeah, Michigan was three. I was just looking to see. Oh, they had the oh, numeric, close it was. Yeah, what the numeric value was. That's all. Wow. Look, I'm just go. I went back to January 1st, 2007, because I want to remember the score because mm-hmm. USC gave it to Michigan in the Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. Dwayne Jarrett, 205 yards receiving. John 20, David Booty, 391. Is that what it was? 32 18. Mike Hart, 47 yards rushing. God, some of these names. That day, you had. Cap one, Wisconsin beat Arkansas by three, 17-14. Georgia Tech loses to West Virginia, 38-35. Penn State beats Tennessee, 28-10. That night, Boise in the game in the Fiesta Bowl beats Oklahoma. Oh, man. I watched the end of that at LAX. Catching the run after the the Rose Bowl. The days when everybody played in the bowl game. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Hey, can you pull up the FBI? Yes, of course. What? I need to know what the spread right now would be in USC Notre Dame. Let's pull that up for you. Because that is going to be... Everybody's talking about SCUCLA, and yes, I'm fired up for that one. But that's the one. I love Notre Dame in that situation. It's not going to be much, I'll tell you that. I know. That's it's probably going to be three and a half for four. Oh. That's beautiful. And I'm, not, I'm just using the, the home field because they you got you got SC at 13.85, Notre Dame at 13.37. So you figure what three three and a half for home field? Yeah, you're you're looking at three and a half for four. Wow. Um, I just while we're speaking of Notre Dame, are we all good? Notre Dame Nation, everybody's fine now. They like their coaching staff. They like the, the they're back on <laughs> they're back out back on board now. I mean, good God, you people. Give me a break. Let the season play out. Let the players play and let the coaches coach. Oh my lord! You mean you mean you're not going to get? I mean you're not going to get the same effort and performance and result every single week with a bunch of nineteen and twenty year old kids and playing 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 a game every week against different opponents. It's not gonna it's not gonna be the same every week. It's, it's, they're going to be highs and they're going to be lows. It's crazy. I said it all all week. How long is that defense going to hold up against Clemson's offense? And look what happened. Poof. I did say there was going to be a defensive score. I hit that. I wish I could have bet that. Yeah. I knew that. Uh, was I, wonder, I wonder if Mitch Pauly played that because they like mm. they like the no offensive touch, no no non offensive touch got prop. We talk about yeah. that a lot. Uh, I'm going to Baltimore to see the Irish and Navy. Am I? I Navy's not good. Yeah, I'd wait, man. The number's going to keep coming down because, again, we talked about, like, the obvious spot week that, that, that this is. Like, everyone's going to be betting against Notre Dame off of the upset win. Oh, now they play Navy. You don't want to play Navy. So the world's going to be on Navy. So, 
you like Navy You're, right now, if you, if you if you want to play against Navy, I'd wait and see. This thing comes down and hits 14, 14 and a half. How about everybody's favorite tease Notre Dame in the under? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, what else? I wish I knew Utah's health. I've been reading Dalton Kincaid's going to try and play. It's their last home game at Rice-Eccles. Watching Stanford last week, it is not pretty. People know that. I would think about laying at 24. That could be a good first half. Utah, I almost gave Iowa. I just, I, I can't get there. Can't, I can't get there. That game between those two teams always feels weird. And the one team bear I was afraid to admit that I liked last week, and they ended up winning the darn game on the field was Michigan State getting all those points. That was and, huge for me. Oh, that was. And when <laughs> for Michigan State under? No, well, Michigan State's under seven and a half is already cash, but a couple of weeks ago they reposted some season win totals. And oh, Illinois, that's right. Illinois, like Illinois. Illinois was nine and a half. So I was like, okay, I assuming maybe they lose to Purdue or at Nebraska. And when, once mm-hmm. they beat Nebraska, I was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble now. Cause you were, you're assuming they're going to go to Ann Arbor and lose. So and then yes. I, just, I just need that to happen. And now I can play Illinois back as a big dog on the money line to, if, if I care to do that. So yeah, I was, I know who the committee's room for, for that game in Ann Arbor. <laughs> think. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. All right. So Michigan State, I did, and I just I didn't I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, but there's another team here, and it's 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 just a horrible matchup. But I just feel like you just talked about it with Notre Dame. 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Am I nuts to like Mississippi State a little bit? No, not at all. I I just I don't know. I just feel like They've had this game circled no matter what. They look like crap last week coming back again, having a big lead, blowing it against Auburn. I, I, I don't know. It was 17 and a half. I saw that. That's really got my eyes. Now it's down to 16. Uh, so I, I look at Mississippi State in that matchup. I, it's a terrible matchup because if Georgia wants to, and that's that's what I think about. If Georgia wants to, you just run the ball down their throat. But Munkin loves to throw the football, man. Mm-hmm. Loves to throw it. And I just look at what Washington and Bowers and those guys did on the offensive line last week against Tennessee. If you just line up and do that, uh, the start to that game is huge. Uh, maybe Mississippi State first half there. That'll be an inflated number. And the one team uh, I just feel like is a bad matchup uh, is Washington. I think Oregon's going to go up and down the field on them. Uh, I think I saw that opened at 12. That's up to 13 and a half. So I, lo- I look at the Ducks. At home there, and did then you know, road f- did you know that they've covered each of the last thirteen games against Washington when they've been favored? When they've been favored, when they've been favored, when they've been favored, they have been favored okay. against Washington, they have covered. Yeah, because the the uh, Browning years. I mean, that's the beginning of, yeah, of uh, Herbert, and they. I remember them giving it to uh, Oregon, and then the road favorite. I just I don't want to give a touchdown. Uh, but I think they're playing really well. And uh, two teams going in opposite directions again. That's Florida State at Syracuse. Uh, and obviously the Syracuse quarterback situation, I don't know what's going on there. But I look at um, Florida State there. What side do you lean to, if any, in A&M against Auburn? Oh, I, oh, I guess you'd have to lean towards Auburn. Yeah. Only because, like, they showed 
excitement last week playing for for their for their interim head. Heck coach. yeah, they did. That was awesome to watch, man. Like I, it's so funny that you've got Auburn now with the coaching opening. Forever they've wanted Jimbo Fisher, and now like Jimbo Fisher is bringing A and M to Auburn, and it's like I almost think that if like if like Auburn like tried to hire him away or like drew him away, like A and M like wouldn't even care. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, very, very weird. Got my favorite game of the week this week. Like my 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 dueling my favorite note of the year with the dueling head coaches. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Oh, the uh, with the close game spreads. <laughs> Matt Campbell five and sixteen. Mike Gundy fourteen and five. When the, when the spreads within three and a half both ways, but boy, Oklahoma State looks like kind of like a little bit of a sinking ship, doesn't it? This year, just so many injuries and beat up. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough. I mean, I would never play the game uh, based on that. Actually, if I'd have to play, if I played the game, I probably would have to play Iowa State. Just because the best unit on the field is their defense. Another team I was looking at that we've been on the last couple of weeks, and I I like them again this week is Pitt. Uh, given four at Virginia, I just feel like their defense brings so much more to the table uh, than North Carolina's did. And you saw Virginia go up and down the field against them. I just I don't know if if Virginia's front could block uh, Pittsburgh's you know front guys, and I feel like that Pitt that Pitt offense will be fine. I just it's four. It's just a weird number, mm-hmm. but I do I do like Pitt um, in that game. Purdue Illinois. I don't like that game at all. Uh, going back to your Tennessee point, that that that's the one yeah. thing I want. Don't you think they're going to try and put a number these last? Well, they have three left, right? They got they got Missouri, Missouri this week. They got Vandy. Missouri. They got an out of conference. No, I think they're good because I think they had. Oh, oh, they got South. They got to go to South that's Carolina. Right. That's yes. right. That's it. Ooh, that which who the true the hell knows what's going to wind up happening there because they're not they're not very good. No, but, but they did get a bunch of turnovers. They did, they did get a bunch of turnovers last week off of Vandy, and then they they got the big win in, in Nashville. Mm. Got a push there. I don't see them winning another game, but we'll take the push with South Carolina win total. Uh, one team out west. I'm wondering how they're going to look. Uh, but I do think 21 and a half is too much as New Mexico featured on bad beats last week. I just feel like Rocky can get that defense against the option. And I just don't know if New Mexico wants to play that, that, that could get old. That could be a, a seven, 14, nothing game early. And then it just blows open um, with those guys not wanting to stand up against the option attack. Uh, anything else that sticks out to you? Good night slate. I like the night slate yeah. games. Yeah, there was something I was just looking at here. You think uh, it's a uh, a little bit of maybe again you've got to you've got to choose to want to back Colorado, but do you maybe back Colorado and Arizona this week with Arizona and USC having the the big showdown next week? I mean, Arizona did play a one a one score game. With with SC and now they're a twenty point dog. Like that seems like a lot of points. I feel like Arizona's gonna UCLA brings a lot more up front. They don't bring a lot more defensively, but I do like their guys to get to the quarterback. But Arizona is they have plenty of capability on offense. Uh, the 
I mean, think about that. We got a UNC Wake Forest over a 77. Arizona, UCLA is 77 and a half. What's the SC? I mean, you got Colorado involved in the game in the over 66. The the thing about SC is I don't think Mario Williams and and um Addison are back. And I guess I what well, you're not gonna play him in this game. No. Uh no, and you're gonna want him against UCLA. So I I don't know. I that's a tough one. But I, I, if in that circumstance, I would lean towards Arizona because I know I have more capability yeah. offensively. You got you so got so it. Charbonnet didn't play last week for UCLA. Why would why would you play him this Correct. week if he's dinged up? Uh, but they would, I, they would I, just find way with with Kissman. Yeah, and um, God, what they run for four hundred plus and scored. Yeah, it sure as hell felt like it. Fifty. Some some so. someone someone saw that I took Arizona State plus eleven on the board too. Someone. Oh. Someone, someone saw that and had some fun. Someone life. watches winners too, and, and sent yeah. the host to know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta like Georgia Tech right against Miami. I was just gonna say, let's end with the Canes. <laughs> Good God, if you, how much would you have had to pay me to say, hey, in Week Eleven this year, Georgia Tech's gonna be favored. Yeah, Good I'm, God, I'm just, I'm just glad I, I don't get the double whammy of losing my Georgia Tech. Uh, win total under this week while on this week, game. On this game, yeah, I'm glad they glad they got the outright win in Black there you last go. week. Got it done. Had them last week. Now all comes out in the wash for good. And now just go out and beat a bad Miami team. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. I think we got everything in. Any questions? Please tweet us at Chris Felica on Twitter at Stanford Steve eighty uh, two. We're here. A couple more weeks winding down. It's not depressing, but it is sad knowing we only have a couple more weekends, a yeah. couple more, couple more situations, but it'll all play out hopefully for the committee's sake at least. Big Mike Happy Recap. Big Mike Happy Recap. I'm going under in the Army Troy game. I'm going Baylor minus two and a half. And Friday night, I'm going to take Jay Kaner and the Bulldogs of Fresno State minus the nine and a half. You, sir. Jake Hanner, the quarterback that I want in next year's NFL draft. It's, there we go. It's another conversation for another point in another podcast. Uh, mm. Give me Louisville plus seven against Clemson. Texas Tech minus three and a half against Kansas. And Wake Forest minus three and a half against North Carolina. Very well. All right. Travel safe. We got to, uh, for people that are going to listen to this early, got to lean Falcons, Panthers. Ooh. The weather really is going to be nasty tonight. From what is I it? Know. Yeah. Okay. So I, all right. Prime time under then. That's all. Say, could, Easy. Could be, could be a prime time under. Maybe get some turnover over props. Who the, who the, who the heck goes? Yeah, it doesn't. It feels like the Falcons are the better team, though. That's the. But see, it's the NFL, though. Like with how awful the Panthers were last week, they'll probably come out tonight and win now. Who's starting at QB? PJ. He is okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I play, play Carolina. I actually okay. play Carolina. I play Carolina tonight. All right. And then we take there it. You on, go. Then we take it on over to Austin, and we get to stay, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah, we have good we have place. To, good place to stay. Yeah, it is. We haven't been able to do that in a long time. All right. Tell uh, Sark and the staff I said hello when you see him. I will. I'm, 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 yes, I, I'm hoping. Big I'm, spot for them. It is. It's, it's very, I'm sure they're probably all collecting the Breeders' Cup winners, too, down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a conversation for offline, my friend. Yes. Yes, it is. 
All right, my man. Travel safe. Thanks again, and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Bring it home. Uh, hopefully the column has another great week. That'll do it for us. Bear, take us away. That's your bet. The more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcast. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN.